Reader Mail. Number 16. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us for Reader Mail number 16. For those that don't know, my name is Saul Bridges, and alongside me is... Brett Beck. And we bring you this every other Friday at noon central time on YouTube and podcast services alike, where we ask you guys to ask us questions, and you may be asking, who are these guys? Well, we are two parts of Triangle Square, a PlayStation podcast that, of course, goes up every Monday at noon central time on YouTube and all podcast services. So you can go ahead and get a daily dose of PlayStation. Except we, for Podbean. I don't know what's going on yeah, with Podbean. Yeah, Podbean, Podbean, we blame Podbean, but... Yeah. Not a daily dose. I mean, we're on there, but we're just not on there this week. Every yeah. other episode is hit fine. They pull, apparently, from iTunes, and iTunes has the episode, but Podbean does not. Weird. We don't know. But we ask you guys to ask us questions, and we go through Facebook, Twitter, and Discord, where you can find all these question posts in our Discord. It's Reader Mail Submissions. On Twitter, it is our pinned tweet, always. And on Facebook, Brett Post, when he remembers. Um, I've been doing pretty good. Re- uh, yeah, and I can't blame him. I, I forget a lot with Twitter. but um, I even posted the community stake already. So Already? Huh? Which is supposed to go up on Wednesday, so I'm doing yeah, good. It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday, uh, my dudes. But yeah, if you guys like PlayStation Podcast, you can catch us weekly every Monday at 12 Central. Uh, and uh, check us out there. And if you just want to hang back and relax and kick it with the boys, then um, speaking of which, the boys is a really dope-ass show. Um, <laughs> yeah. You okay. can catch uh, Dickish at Best, our off-topic podcast, where me, Blaze, and Brett get all to, all get together and have fun. That's every other Friday. That is on the Friday that is not Reader Mail. That so, show is literally anything. That's what – and and I've slowly over time, it's like we realize we just sit down and we just talk yeah, and, and whatever comes down, out. It's, it's comes like out. if you're hanging out in the room with us and you're a mute and you can't speak. And you just get to listen to us. That's the best description of a podcast I've yeah, ever heard. You get to be part of a podcast or a conversation you're not really a part of. <laughs> but hey, you guys can become part of a pod, uh, conversations by asking us questions, and we're going to answer them. So we'll start off with Facebook like normal. Right. I had a five-hour energy shot, so like I'm, so I'm off to Adam. Up? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. Just hulked out, hulked out, venomed out, or whatever. I, like, well, know, I can't no, say venom. I'm not talking owned, about the symbiote. That's owned by Sony. Can't I, say that. I am talking about the venom that my boy Bane takes, but I could see how those two could get easily conflated. But our first question comes from one of our good friends and patrons and who will also probably be hanging out with us next weekend, which will be our the next, I don't know, whatever. It'll be, it'll be in the next Dick and Shit Best y'all see that is not the next one. Yeah. Dick and Shit Best number seven, <laughs> I think. It'll be eight, if I'm not mistaken. I'm we just sure did I- seven. Yes, it will be eight. Yeah, we're so organized, guys. Uh, anyway, Mr. Corey Crash Hickerson asks us, if you and Saul pulled a Freaky Friday, quote, swapped bodies, what would be some things you would do as the other person? Wreck Brett's fucking car because I can't drive a stick. That is true. That would be, well. Okay. I know how to drive a stick. I'm just not efficient at it because I haven't done it in so long. That's what I was about to say. As I think that I'll you grind, would. I'll grind, out his, I'll grind out his transmission. If anything, you would probably just, yeah, you'd probably mess up some of my. teeth would be going off of that. Yeah, I would have to probably get a new clutch. Yeah, new clutch for sure. I'd that would be, out. that would be for the car side of things. That'd probably be the worst thing. I think you could probably get going. And there's a chance that, well, I don't know. Because the thing about driving that's weird is like, do you drive with one hand anyway? Yeah. So if you really drive with one hand anyway, all it comes down into is muscle memory, being able to focus on shifting. So I don't think that you would hit anything in terms of left or right as mm. much as you would just be really rough at trying to get going. It's the one thing that stick is always, I've always had a problem with is the slowing down and, and uh, shifting down. 
But like with the car I've learned on, and I think with pretty much everything, you just, if you're slowing down to a stop, you just throw it neutral, right? You can. And that's honestly what I do most of the time. There is benefits to slowing down by gearing down. And that's when you're going around specific corners and stuff. Yeah. And you're not trying to lose your, and also it just saves your brakes. And, uh, and you'll and avoid possibly stalling out depending on traffic around corners and stuff too, right? Well, not really. I mean, there are times where I take a corner and I'm wanting to take it real aggressively and I just, I just flick it into neutral real quick. And then I just know what gear I'm going to be going back yeah. into. And I'll just go neutral, hit the corner and then immediately shift back into the gear I need to be and that works fine but there are times when you have more gradual corners that you still want to slow down on because they're they're uh, steep is not the word you use for a corner but you know they're drastic like, enough a corners. corner can be steep I mean it can be but I'm not talking about that as much as I'm talking about how much of a it's such a turn that you'd be turning hard enough sharp yeah I guess <laughs> that's what it is a sharp turn okay. look Oh, well. A sharp corner. corner Sorry I didn't corner. take my five-hour energy knowledge pill. Yeah. Um, five-hour energy made pills, wow. Do they not? No. I really thought that they did. I mean, I know they make the shot, but I thought that there's somebody who makes essentially the same thing in pill form. Yeah, I've been up since 6 a.m., and I went to bed at 1 a.m., so I'm sleepy. Ooh. Or, well, I'm like a skeleton of like my former self right now. That's okay. Emo boys love that stuff. Emo but anyway, uh, so, okay, so you, you think you'd wreck my car. What else? That's probably it. Honestly, wouldn't even know. It's a bad question, Corey. I think it's a great question, but that's because I would make you do all the things I know that you hate. And I mean this in the sense of I'd be setting you up so that when you came back into your body, that you'd have to deal with the aftermath of all, all right, the that's things. That's the case that I'm shaving off your beard. <laughs> that's fine. Because I'm going to do the same thing to you. And I, realistically, though, that's not what I was getting at. As much as I was thinking, like, you know how you're not really the person who just goes out and helps everybody. And I don't mean that in any kind of a bad way. Are you That's saying just like I'll text you. everybody on my phone be like, like, you need help? I'll yeah, help I'd, be, I'd be like, hey, let me come help. And I'd do some of it so that I'd set the the no, and you'd I'd set the precedent that Saul's helpful all, all of a sudden. He's great. Somebody will run out of gas and be like, let's call Saul. Saul will help us run out, since I ran out of gas. And then they'll, they'll be calling you left and right. Can you help me come get Funny gas? Funny thing is, I don't Can have help that many paint? people in my phone book. You're probably going to get a lot of questions. You're probably going to get Gavin, who's going to tell you to fuck off. You're probably going to get Joe, who's in <laughs> Dallas, or family members who don't live near me. I'll just tell Joe. Except for Seth. Joe, if you ever need anything, the slightest thing, you need a ride to work, oh, you my, hit your boy up. My baby girl, you. Joe, knows that already. <laughs> anyway, there's that. Um, I would be... I, I'm just trying to think of weird things that are pet peeves of yours that I could essentially set up to where the precedent gets set that you're okay with them, and then people just start being open about doing them around you. I don't think you could do that much damage in one day. It probably would be hard to do in one day. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm take... trying to remember. Is Freaky Friday literally just 24 hours? I don't even think it's 24 hours. I think it's like 12. I'm pretty sure they wake up and by the next night is done. Is that how it goes? I yeah. thought they had to do something to get back in their own body, but it's literally been so long since I've, I've seen never the movie. seen that movie. Uh, let's see. Never you, oh, you've it. never seen the movie? No, nope. it's not a bad movie, actually, by any standard. Well, it's, I like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and and that Lindsay Lohan was good. <laughs> What's uh that Lindsay Lohan? Well, there's, yeah, there's a there's like a a dissociative break between Lindsay Lohan and Amanda Bynes. What's the really good Amanda Bynes movie with Channing Tatum? With Channing Tatum, yeah, it's um, it's yeah, I genuinely it's like don't a know. it's like a sport a soccer movie, I think. But that's way too far off the question. But yeah, like honestly, I probably wouldn't do anything. I'd probably just be like, I don't know. That's what I thought. So at the end, there's a there's an act. I'm only going to spoil She's the, the movie completely. But again, at the end, there's an act that she has to do where she accepts somebody because they make them happy. Blah blah blah. And the act of selflessness uh, lets their bodies flip back around. So I was right. I don't I don't know that there's a time limit to it. She's the man. 
It's the best. It's she's the man. Okay, the that does movies. sound familiar, but that was probably a younger Channing Tatum, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's back when Amanda Bynes was not crazy. I don't know enough about Amanda Bynes to know what's up with her. Well, she likes Drake. Well, here's the thing about this, right? Some she, people, she wants Drake. some people, we immediately say that they're crazy because they just. And I think what we're doing is we're using the fill-in word of crazy for somebody who just had obviously a major change. For we don't know the no, reason you necessarily. Have no idea. I don't know anything about Amanda Bynes' situation. Now, Lindsay Lohan's all drug-related. We know that. I mean, you know, she went off the deep end, drugs and drinking and, and substance abuse. Uh, that's one of the things that happens. Then you have things like Miley Cyrus, where suddenly she went from being the Disney girl to just not shaving her arms and stuff like that. Good lord! That's even then. That's not that. That's not crazy as much as it's just. Is that really? Think about it this way. You remember the Amanda Bynes show, right? Yes. Is it that weird to think that an adult humor version of Amanda Bynes, who made skits like the "You go almost slap you with fish" and then slap with the fish, do you think it's that wild to think that she would put a sentence out there on Twitter, something like that? That's that, what she looks like now. That says, "I want Drake to murder my vagina." That's not that out of hand. But my point being is that you get these setups from like Miley Cyrus is probably the prime example of everyone saying that Miley had gone crazy when all she really had done was just had the effect that you would expect. Was it Moore's law for every action? There's an equal and opposite reaction. So eventually it caught up to where all this repressing and crazy stuff that they were doing for the Disney show for Hannah Montana ended up bouncing back around. And now that she wasn't under those things, she was just like going wild. And I don't mean that in, in terms of crazy like partying. Yeah, essentially says, doing all the stuff that she feels like she couldn't do because she had the auspices of being Hannah Montana, and, and you got to be careful yeah. because kids look up to you. You know, she said, "I only like Drake because he's so ugly. His ugly cheeks at the EA conference. Apparently, she watches E3. <laughs> Fine, he is not, but he knows he's ugly. I've spoken to him. This is all like 2013 and 14. Amanda Bynes, by the way, people. This is not current. I don't know what she's like currently. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, good question. How, how's Lindsay Lohan going right now? I don't know. I don't know, but it's your boy. Turn. She's not very old, thirty three. Yeah, what do you mean? She's not even ten years older than we Sometimes are. Sometimes she looks rough, man. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. She was like, I'm trying to think when Paratrap came out, and she was like what ten or eleven, probably. I was like six. I know that I thought she was fine in Mean Girls, which I was young enough to be. A pro- so that makes sense that the, the age would be yeah. you know, appropriate scaling up. It's just I, I thought she was even older, but I guess it's just. My mind, and I haven't seen a movie with her in so long at this point, or anything with her in it so long, but I've seen pictures of when she was really broken down. Yeah. So that's, you know, you get that weird image that sticks in your head. She looks um, like she's older than that. Yeah, anyway, I would try and just annoy you as much as I could, but I guess there's no, I wouldn't do anything irreparable, because I love you, also. I don't want to, like, have you get a divorce or something crazy. I would shave Vash. <laughs> Shave Bendy. She's the one who I can't seem to get her hair away from. That's Just take true. her outside and shave got, her down. You know I got Bendy here in my backpack. I, Every I'm time I leave genuinely here. not surprised. Every time I leave here, there's Bendy here in my backpack. And I literally sweep almost every day. It's crazy. Even back here. And she's not even back here. <laughs> it all bothers me. <laughs> I'm just Discord makes me laugh sometimes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, let me see. Let me go up to the next question we have. Do 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 do. I don't know what questions are on Facebook, by the way, people, because I don't have a Facebook, so I like these the most. Because there's no way I could possibly even accidentally read these. Okay, here we are. You ready? Right. We have, is there any game you would protest? And that's from Mr. Josh Ayers, one of our patrons. Mm, no. Game, I think, you know, I, by protest, I mean, I won't buy, but there's a lot of games like that. Like, too many games I can list. But I would not actively, like, start a mob or anything for any game. 
you know, not that, not of any that I can think of off the top of my head for this question, at least. One of the one of the most extreme games I can think of that would have given some form of ire uh, is the game that we brought up on the show a number of times, that Hatred game uh, that the guy made yeah, for a PC. But honestly, even then, I think the game was gratuitous, and I don't really think that there was a point for its gratuity. Uh, you know, I think that there's other games that are very out there like that, like The uh, the Darkness and The Darkness 2, are very bloody games and very... Uh, but but it's one of those things where everything... I think that Hatred was a little different. No, it definitely is. And it, some of it comes down to why are you doing it? And I think that there's a compelling story for you to understand The Darkness. It's set in the right tone and world, whereas a game like Hatred is very hard for a lot of people to understand because it really just comes down to... It's like if you took only the violent fantasy trip that you can get from playing like Grand Theft Auto and you stripped away all the stuff that Grand Theft Auto lets you do that's not violent because there is in, there is things that Grand Theft Auto lets you do that's not violent. Definitely Grand Theft Auto yeah, you 5. Know, you can play golf um, and stuff in Grand Theft, Auto, uh, yeah. Grand Theft Auto 5. But, you know, anyway, it's like if you took that and then took it to the nth degree, as we're going to say, and then essentially gave it like the, t- the view that you would look. It looks like almost what's funny, but it almost looks like if a stereotypical mom who doesn't understand violent video games is like, I imagine a violent video game looking like a Scottish, Scottish, <laughs> Norwegian death metal band uh, just came into an American neighborhood on a dark Sunday and, and murdered everybody. But, it's funny you said death metal band because for some reason, whenever I picture... Uh, I meant to say black metal band, well, but whatever. I was, I was thinking of like the picture of the main character for Hatred. I keep thinking of, um, why did I forget his name? Oh, he makes me think of the Undertaker. No, not the Undertaker. <laughs> but I'm going off memory, so like I might, might, I might have like a distorted. It's been a long time since I've seen it as well. Uh, Nate, um, Nate Explosion, Nathan Explosion. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see that from uh, Death Clock. Death Clock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, as far as protesting, I, I agree with Saul. Even a game like that, I mean, I, I think it was gratuitous, but I don't care in yeah. the sense of I, I think that that's one of those things where I think everybody can speak for themselves in that and can let can essentially vote with their wallet. Uh, somebody makes a game like that, thinking that they're going to make any kind of sizable chunk of money, and they actually do for the most part. But it doesn't like. To me, it's, it's well. I don't know. I don't really think that game did very well. It oh, had no, a it lot of did. negative people, coverage. But, yeah, but people still bought the game to play it. Well, there'll be people who buy it just because of the negative coverage. Yeah. Is one of the weird things too. Yeah, which just is to kind of get the almost up. almost the genuine. I, I'm not even. Gonna, it's the perverted altruistic version of supporting free speech, where you literally buy in support of things that you don't even agree with, just so you can show that you could show that. Like, yeah, and, and, and you know, it also comes down to at the same time too, which like, is weird. I don't feel like you should do that. You can support yeah. it by doing. You can support it by not protesting. That's essentially what you're doing. But I've, I've never seen a game come out that I would like try to scurry a mob over and be like, "We got to stop this game from being developed and released." Exactly. Same thing. Now, the closest I've gotten to that is actually today. Uh, so I'll t- I'll roll you through my little story of I how saw, this works. I'm Discord. sure you saw enough. Uh, but yeah, I, I was completely, I was literally talking to you about it because I was putting the so screen you, protector and everything on. So you, did you not order the screen protector? I didn't, no, no, I didn't even <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> Thank you First for letting of all, me know that. Uh, I didn't order the screen protector. I didn't order the Switch Lite and I literally was about to. I mean, literally all was in there and I was like, I need to get a game and I was like, and I'm fairly positive that Zelda comes out the same day let me go there. And then I started kind of thinking across the board. I was like, well, there's a bunch of other games. And I was like, why is every game $60? Why do these games never drop in price? And I know it's something that we've talked about enough, but it just irked me enough today that I was like, I can't do this. I cannot buy this thing. The best thing because about... Because I just don't agree with it. They don't even show signs of trying. Simple things like flash sales and stuff like that. Is just, they just said they do that. And they do it, but it's very seldom that their games are part of those flash sales. No. Right? Now, one of the, the closest Breath thing... Breath of the Wild was like $39.99 one time. 
Well, that, that, and that that's a good point. If that if that is true, and yeah. I don't know that it is, but there's well, two I, things. I, I, I've seen it. Yeah, I just didn't. Have I don't want to go digital. Space. That's one of the things. Well, that's what I was going to say. For you, it's a non-issue in a way because even though you are paying sixty dollars for a game, mm-hmm. if it's a game like Zelda that you want really badly, you have it physically. Once you're done with it, the re- the trade in value retains. It stays it does. high. That's, that's so then you get better return on investment. Which yeah. for people like us, who which is one of the upsides issues, to buying one. Yeah, of the games. it's about say, the only upside to it. But pretty much, yeah. And and for me, you know, depending on the game. Mm-hmm. I didn't even hear that Zelda was sixty dollars until today. I thought it was going to be forty dollars or fifty dollars. Sixty dollars is steep, but uh, depending on the game, you know, I'm fully digital with Switch. Yes, I'm not going to be able to trade it in. Yeah, so it has to be a really good game, and it has to it has to be in my mind justifiable for sixty dollars. Just the same that that in Sean's mind, Final Fantasy VIII is justifiable. Before we saw the pictures, now the pictures actually look good. Oh, well, we already we already knew exactly what we were getting in terms of that. We no, still no, don't... We, we never seen a screenshot. There's a screenshot of the game now. We saw. Gameplay of the game, they they, they literally we? yes they showed it all. Uh, we already knew how good I the thought characters looked. That was all looked. CGI. No, that was gameplay. There, there, yeah, most. But that just goes to show how much of an upgrade this was. Yeah. Now so I'll I, give you that. Now, but let me kind of put you in my mindset. So mm-hmm. what it really comes down to, and it what it does. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to play Breath of the Wild again. I, I genuinely, it might happen didn't, but, uh, didn't if I ever a, get a Switch. A fantastic but, time. But I, not enough for me to want to dive back in. But I love traditional Zelda, and you know yeah, that. So down. going back into a game like Link's Awakening is awesome. But my biggest problem kind of same, came from my brain kind of just doing this order of events of, I like the art style for the new Zelda. But it's a simple art style that could have been done on the 3DS, and if the game were on the 3DS, it would have been forty dollars, which is already questionable. But by nature of being on the on the console that all Nintendo's games on were forty, it kind of was like, well, forty dollars is a more appropriate price, even if it's just because of the way Nintendo does their pricing structure. But Nintendo's always done it to where handheld forty dollars for our games, first party games, and then or second party partnerships, but whatever. And then whenever they go into console, no matter the game, it's always been sixty dollars. Well now that they're doing away with their handheld in terms of there's no more three DS support moving forward and this switch definitely with the light coming in is trying to be this de facto pull in to, to try and to replace get some the, of that market. Yeah. It's essentially the market share from that. It starts to be this thing of like there's a there's a lot of issues I have with it. First of all, it's a game that would have been forty with something as simple as literally just a, a, a system change. Uh, so why is it not 40 on Switch? I doubt it could run on 60 frames and look as good as it does on the No, maybe the not, DS but style. the game very easily could have come out in, in just as playable of a fashion and look very, very similar in, in art style on the 3DS and been $40. I think you forget how bad some of the 3DS games look. I think you forget how good A Link to the Past, I mean, A Link Between Worlds uh, looked on 3DS. It did. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm just saying, like, but just because that. Uh, game hold on, let good. me keep going through it. So there is that, and I think that, that if they would have wanted to put the game onto the 3ds, and they they definitely could have, but they knew that it was time to filter that out. And what better way to do that than just move this game to Switch completely? But why not keep the four dollar price point? And then the bigger thing comes down to that's a twenty plus year old game, and we've seen twenty plus year old games, sometimes even newer games, getting remade from the ground up with beautiful graphics. And take graphics out of the equation, just remade from the ground up, which is exactly, let's compare Apple to Apple. A 20-year-old game, and, and okay, like Medieval, it's a 20-year-old game yeah. at this point, 21. Uh, and, and they're both being remade from the ground up, and they both look better than their other ones. That's essentially what we'll give it. One of them is thirty dollars, yeah, and, and one of them 60. is sixty. Well, there's what a, is the disconnect? A, and and let's take it away from Sony real but, quick. But Activision puts three Crash Bandicoot games that look beautiful and, and remade from the ground up right. for forty dollars. But we why is this? Why is Nintendo not following the market at all? Because we've said it before. The same the same way with Terraria. Like we would pay more for certain games. 
We because I would doesn't mean that I that I would if me is behind the no, no, would no, price I'm it just saying way. though at the same time we also don't know at the development teams for this but you have Activision leading through we have Nintendo who's working on God knows how many products Activision is thousands of people that mm-hmm. are working on games at all times we don't know what the team for this one was no also, we don't but it's also I a simpler think, game there's not voice acting there's, there's a bunch of things to count to take into account where it's just a hard game to sell for 60 dollars. it is i but, think that honestly not, most not, people not, would I'm be okay with 40 disagreeing but i'm saying that i think that there are factors here at play that are that make it un, more understandable because the first of all nintendo is the only company that deals with scalpers the only company Nobody went out and bought the PS Classic when it first came out at all, like they did with the NES Mini. The, the, also a bad Amiibos. product, though. Yeah, but I'll give still, you that. Yeah. But they still, they could have went out and got it just in case. You know, their consoles are subject to it, sure. But, like, Nintendo has to worry about Amiibos, certain games. So there are little uh, reiterations of the SNES and, and Nintendo Classic. The Switch, the Wii was one of the most, if not the most, prolific selling of consoles ever in terms of selling out and not being able to find one for months. And that's in Texarkana, let alone in California. It might have been easier, actually. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they do this to help get away from that. And I think that one of the reasons is is because there's people that, with certain games like Zelda, mm-hmm. do you remember uh, Ocarina of Time on 3DS? Yes. That game was $150 on eBay yeah. before they were, uh, announced the Player Selects version of it. Yep. I wonder if because of that, they're having to keep this strong with $60. It's going to take its value mindset instead of lowering the prices because of people like that, because it's happened in the past and maybe they can't manufacture this thousands and thousands of copies. We don't know. No, it's, we don't know, but let's put it as any, if you're a business and you make a game, your thing is to sell that game as much as you want to. If I had to really lean on as anything. As much as you can. Uh, I, 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 well, yeah, really, that is the wording, as much as you can. But that means that you're going to constantly meet whatever that demand is. That's like saying that they couldn't put enough switches out, so they're just going to stop making switches and then never do a different switch revision. We have already seen that. No, but, and you keep going cartridges through, but are, and that's, that's been one of the things that people do point out, is cartridges bigger are Bigger cartridges have had a weird expense and weird no, time being kept any. up. Switch, it's it's any switch cartridge. It's more expensive. Cartridges are more expensive than disc. Yes. Yes. I was and that's say true on Vita as well. Yes. And that's any, true any on the of, DS. Yeah. That's true it's on the three D. Any form of digital yes. media cartridge. But on top of that, it does come down to the point though of the ones that have had the biggest problems being kept up with in terms of uh, meeting production are things that are behind production, which are bigger switch cartridges that can actually handle bigger games on one cartridge. That's one problem. Uh, but yeah, they are more expensive. Now that doesn't mean again. That's why I kind of land on this thing of. There is a there is room to be a wiggle, right? Disc being so cheap give you a lot of wiggle room. Disc being yeah. so easy to manufacture and so many people manufacturing them gives you a lot of wiggle yeah. room. Sony and everybody who's ever made a cartridge based system has to contend with the fact that you do proprietary cartridges and you have to essentially make them or get somebody well, partnered with to make them. I'm glad you but, brought up Sony because yes. there's a very good example here. Okay, Persona Golden on the PS Vita. Yeah, what about it? Always stayed forty bucks. If you can, when and you find if, it new, if you can find it used, it's about sixty to seventy dollars. No, yeah, everybody stops selling. It doesn't it. mean that no one's immune to this. No, I, I know, and I but I'm just saying, bring that, that up. That, yeah. It's the same kind of culture in a sense of a very prolific. Not necessarily, but niche Sony's not in control not of the pricing of that. That's the other side of that. That all comes down to Atlas. Is the people that well, make the game. Here's the thing, though, right? Is that you said every Switch game, which includes second party, third party games. Well, no, too. no, Nintendo games is what I'm specifically talking about. The Nintendo tax on other things is something we can get into in an entirely different thing. But I am specifically talking about why is Nintendo, as a publisher, take the take everything else out of it. I mean, there are other things that they do have to contend with a little bit, but for the most part, on a publisher level, and that's why I say it's not just console things. Of 
where you know it's something that we can look at Microsoft and Sony is doing. I want to look at what EA is doing, what Activision is doing, what Ubisoft is doing, and everybody in the publishing space across the board understands that you have to follow a market if you want your game to make as much money as possible. Yes. And what you do is over time, as the, as the demand for your game starts to diminish with what's happening from a cost perspective, people will take more risk and dives and diving into a game even if it's a little bit older if a game comes down to $20. Perfect example being... What? You just listed off every all those publishers. Yeah. Guarantee you that any first-party game produced by or created by Nintendo, published by Nintendo, sells more than any of the games they create. No, that there, it probably is. So, but hold on, that leads back to my issue of, regardless of how that happens, eventually these games are going to reach a point where they're not selling the same as they otherwise could have. And realistically, Nintendo, we'll what Nintendo could do, the easy thing of dropping their prices, even meeting a middle ground, say the cartridges and the cost involved with cartridges is hard, but a maximum of a twenty dollars drop and within the, within two years of release is not crazy. It brings the games down to forty dollars. People will be more likely to buy them new Nintendo actually sees that revenue unlike people like Sean uh, Sanderud one of our uh, patrons who actually mentioned he is not he has not bought a new Nintendo Switch game at all yet yeah uh, and therefore the GameStop sees the money or whoever, yeah, whoever game, game whatever yeah. it is and that's my point is that Nintendo is alienating parts of the customer Ow. base where even if they're buying the console they're not getting the, the software sales because people are having to resort to different tr- tactics in order to afford the game whereas a lot of people will look at the convenience of going well I can just own the game by myself however be it digital physical however we're going to do it and we can say oh I'll do that because I like the game then I can resell it if I want to but people will take chances and that's including me there are a lot of Nintendo Switch games that I have mild interest in that I'd be way more likely to try if I knew that coming into them way later anyway when I'm so busy with other things would also give me what every other console and publisher does which is some form of a price break just because I mean it's not it's like when I buy games on steep sale that I think that I may not even like, but there's something I can and I can be like that's so interesting that, to me that, that at 27 like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I traded it in cuz I ended up not caring for it. I played enough of it. It's paid $27 for it a couple months after it came out. It's a, it kind of just washed itself out. It's like whatever. In the long run I probably lost $10 on the game, but at least I got to try it. Wasn't that expensive? I don't feel weird about doing it. For people who were a little weird about a new IP in the Horizon Zero Dawn, that game with all of its DLC about a year and a half after release was $20 brand new. God of War, a game that got countless awards. Yeah. For people who played God of War in the past and didn't care for it, but had interest in this one because they thought that there might have been something, God of War going down to $30, which is what it is right now, not even a two years after release, might have been enough to get people to go, oh, okay, I'm going to try it now. For $30 is enough for me to take the risk, and there's that risk of assessment that you hit with everything and that's i just think that nintendo is is missing a large chunk of the market that would otherwise well i think give them more i think money. they get away with it because so many people buy their games no matter what that they're just stubborn until they start i seeing do think a shortage, that's also it yeah, yeah a shortage of sales then you, they'll move because you were bringing up the scalping and if anything i think they're keeping the prices where they are to benefit from the scalping if they're already putting the games out there and having to deal with scalpers why not make the maximum amount of money that you can because at that point there wouldn't be enough left for everybody it's 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 they've said before that it's hard to manufacture on those on those cartridges in terms of shortages and stuff. So when when you have scalpers buying the, you know, Zelda that comes out every year or whatever at $40, you're lo- like I get what every you're two you sell. But why does that happen? So why do all the other physical games published not have the not have an issue of keeping up with stock? If stock was an issue it's across not. the board, it's it, just it's the games that sell out the most. 
Well, then, but what I mean is that new games coming onto the system would still put because tappers don't on, want those games that. because they're not Zelda. But there's still Mario. new games that are having to be pressed to a cartridge, so it, it, it still comes to the point of if there was a shortage in be, one place, it would you would continue to see the an effects agreement, an keep agreement hitting. made between developers on how many games or how many games they get manufactured. I don't, I don't know. know. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, That's you're all right. We don't know. But, th- but I think Nintendo needs to do some changes because until then, in I'll my mind, could change. I'll never forget. I'll probably not buy it light. Looking up, um, I'll never forget looking up a. A, um, copy of uh, 3DS Ocarina of Time and seeing that like the lowest price on anywhere online was 150 Just like, that's ridiculous. This no, it is. It's year. very stupid. And that's with any game. Yeah. That, I mean, but games, definitely physical ones that don't come out. And that was at a time when Nintendo had very rough. Nobody wanted to buy games digitally on the 3DS because if you ever lost or broke your 3DS, all the games were with it. And that Pretty was much, a yeah. huge issue. And now Switch has Switch the transfer services thankfully and, fixed and it. Uh, say, uh, cloud saves, yeah. Well, but see, so you say transfer services. One of the things I'm also curious about with the Switch is, are we dealing with a console where if I try decide to trade one in just like I would a PS4 and Xbox, and then later down the road decide to get another one, do I just simply log into my entire libraries there, or do I have to have the old Switch to transfer games? Because that's what the 3DS had. You could transfer games. Oh, you could transfer or log in and just download them all. That's what I want to be sure yeah. of. Yeah. And that's a, you know. You just so, log in your Nintendo account and you just download Yeah, and that's good. Yeah, you, I, I, I thought that was the case, yeah. but I want to yeah, make I would, sure. I would not be all digital if that wasn't the case. Like, I can go to the I can go to the store or whatever in, inside the Switch and I could re-download stuff I've deleted. Yes, good. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for because I remember the first time that I logged into my 3DS after I bought a second one. And they do have a data transfer service too. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's good. You can do that on anything, yeah. realistically. But it is good that they have that. Yes, it's, it's just a secondary. When, when that's the only option, which is what the 3DS had, it's like, how does that work? You yeah. always have to have at least an extra 3DS to protect your Pretty much. assets. Yeah. They learned less. a lot from, yeah. from that. I'm hoping they learn more. I'll let, you, play I'll let you see my Switch Lite when I get in. And you can kind of judge it hands-on before you buy. Yeah, we'll see. Biggest thing I'm, I'm sad about, because I can play Link's Awakening in any real fashion, is Astral Chain. But, and that's a game that I think deserves to be $60, but, yeah. you know, different conversation. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Mr. Chad Van Horn, one of our de facto patrons, just because we're going to let him keep being that. He says, if violent games make people violent like politicians say, then why haven't the Persona games made me a Persona user yet? Because you haven't found your heart yet. <laughs> you haven't stole a heart yet, I should say. Oh, is that, that, the, is that the P5 Phantom plot? Thieves, yeah, yeah. Um, if that's the case, then you're a thief and uh, stop right there, criminal scum. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, uh, and we're going to talk more about, uh, a little bit more about the violent video game stuff uh, no, from last episode when we go into the beginning of the next episode, of course, with our community. Oh, I thought you were going to say, with, I, I was going to say, I deleted out the conver- the questions we've already de facto answered uh, in our no, Discord. Yeah, I deleted no, them not that out. one. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, so you guys know, if you ever see a question gone from Discord or Twitter, uh, that you posted, chances are, and we'll mention in the show that we've answered it on the podcast inadvertently, and we won't revisit that because uh, it's just redundancy. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to keep it fresh. Mr. Rob Henry asks, "What was the reason for moving from previous gen PS3 to current gen PS4? A Bloodborne. game, the new hardware, just that it was a next gen or something else? Bloodborne. I knew what yours was. Yeah, Bloodborne, a hundred percent. The only reason, Brett." And he he has a addendum I didn't see. And what about making the jump to to the new next gen? Is there anything that is making you say that you is that making you say that you have to have it yet? Okay, uh, I got the you. fact that I can have backwards compatibility make, means that there's no reason not to have it. And very likely, from everything we're seeing, uh, 
enhanced backwards compatibility. Yeah, so um, there's no reason for me at that point not to have it. Yeah, for the PS5, uh, I definitely agree. Uh, it, it's a mix of everything, right? For me, moving to PS3 to PS4, uh, the, the, the Vita was oddly enough the first time that I was ever able to buy a console on launch, uh, and I wanted, to, and I like that. I like being able to play the games, and because I'm a, a tech fan, getting these things day one and being able to kind of ogle over what they have that's new and different is fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, going to the PS4 was all just kind of in line with that. I already love my PS3. It was already doing something that I loved. Uh, I was keeping up with games by toward the late generation. Even though I missed a lot of games, I kept up with a lot of the games towards the late generation. So moving to the PS4 was kind of like, I can get the PS4, any cross-gen game that hits, I can play the improved version, even if it's not much on PS4. It's kind of a wash. I still keep my PS3. I can still play it. So for me, it was kind of a mix of everything. It was the new hardware was exciting to me and that there was a big jump. Uh, the new controller was interesting, and I liked the idea, even though I, before, it's kind of like one of those things where the DualShock 3 I thought was fine until the DualShock 4 came around. Yeah. Like, that's nice. It's, I, that's, I really that's appreciate That's the best kind that. of improvement. The one you don't think you need, but then you find out, hey, this is much better. Exactly. And I'll even give it to the 360. I actually think the Xbox One controller is more comfortable than the 360s uh, in ways that I wouldn't have expected. I actually was surprised at how much I enjoyed. I still don't care for I'm just never going to be one who likes the asymmetrical. If they would have tightened up the sticks a little bit on the Xbox One controller, it would be my favorite controller of all time. Hmm. What is your favorite controller of all time right now? Uh, it's pretty much a tie between PS4 and Xbox One. The yeah. only way that Xbox One has an edge out is because they what what pissed me off is they reverted last gen uh, PS3's analog sticks were way too sensitive. There's too much movement in them. Yeah, and there's a lot of dead zone. Xbox 360 controller was perfect in that, but Xbox 360 felt like a toy. The controller felt like a toy. Yeah. Now, Which, now it's the reverse where they both feel high quality. They both they, and every, all the buttons and everything feel high quality. They and they the, uh, they're tactile like high quality buttons and stuff. The analog sticks on the 360 or on the one controller is way too sensitive. It's not like something I would never be able to get used to, but it's a pet peeve of mine. And I smacked around the DualShock 3 for it last year. I got smacked around the Xbox One for it this gen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's that's it for me. I mean, games are definitely one of the things, and uh, Killzone Shadowfall did not hurt. Uh, as somebody who loved Killzone 2 and Killzone 3, uh, getting to see the next one, even though I don't think it was quite as good as those, uh, it was still a great game, and I enjoyed it a lot. So, uh, Let us know what is making you, uh, what made you make the jump to PS4, uh, and also what's making you excited about the PS5, if anything. I am curious about that. I- I'm curious to see what a lot of people end up doing with the PS5. There's so much stuff going into it that I think that we're going to have a lot of people who maybe didn't make the jump on PS4, which I don't know. It's hard to say, right? Because the PS3 gen was so long that in, in a weird way that wasn't prior to it, that I think a lot of people made the jump early just because of being so fatigued by the system they had. Yeah. So it is hard to say. Um, but let's see. Got to roll up to the next one and see if there's any more questions. I love that cat meme. No, it's great. All right. Here is our last thread, and we got some on here. Mr. Matt Hunt says, oh, these are all quickfire. Okay, cool. Generic cereal or name brand? Name brand. It's hard, but name. Name brand. Uh, do you call it soda or pop? Soda. Soda. Pepsi or Coke? Pepsi. Coke. Transformers or GoBots? Transformers. Transformers. What is a GoBot? You don't know what GoBots is? No. It's, like, yeah, it's essentially the same question of generic cereal or name brand. It's like generic Transformers, which that's not completely fair because that's like people saying that Digimon is generic Pokemon. It's not. But at the same time, you can kind of see why somebody who doesn't know much about them could land on that. What is their tagline? Robots in deny or something? <laughs> robots in denial. Yeah, robots in denial. Uh, He-Man or She-Ra? He-Man. 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 Oh, man, dude, Skeletor, Skeletor. is great. 
Also, so is the YouTube video of the He-Man music video set to the He-Man rendition cover thing of uh, the four non-blondes. <laughs> yeah. That, dude, that video, if I'm ever in a bad mood, if I can get to something where I can watch that video. It's become annoying it helps. the older I've gotten, but I still love it. Hunt's Ketchup or Heinz? This is easy. Heinz? Heinz. What is wrong with you? Yes. Uh, what is, that's like asking Kraft barbecue sauce or Sweet Baby Ray's. You say Kraft, I'm going to craft a paddle to hit you in the head with because that, that barbecue sauce is disgusting cat voltron or car voltron cat voltron cat voltron's pretty dope if i'm being real so good one thank you matt thank appreciate you, thank you. The, i love we, quick we love fire quick fires yeah. yeah uh josh shoop ask the beatles are the greatest band in all of musical history discuss why that statement would be true discuss why that statement would be false yeah beatles are overrated. no cheap answers either this yeah, is one of beatles those weird is things. overrated is not a cheap answer See, what's weird is I think Saul and I are both in the curve of being young enough. And it doesn't mean that there are people that are, there's not people in our generation that are all over the Beatles. Uh, there are a few. But no, there's I a, there's definitely. A lot. There's a lot. There, there's more than you think there is. There are people that Especially claim people to like the, the Beatles, but I would be guaranteed that if you actually dug in, it's well, very similar to the people that wear the that Sublime t shirt and they only know Santeria. It's one song. of those situations where I don't. I think that there's a lot of people who will do things that would make you think that they are fans of it for whatever reason, be it keychains, stickers, t-shirts, things like that. No, no, like I know people that that they claim. I, oh, I do the, know people that love the, the Beatles now, and, and or at least them. like them. I'm not going to say love. You but know what like Annie's them. favorite movie is? Uh, probably across the universe. It is. Yeah, it but really to be is. fair, that's, that's not actually a, a good movie. It's not too. a terrible movie. Yeah. I don't really care for the Beatles. And I don't. I don't, um, I don't. Listen, I don't mind the Beatles. It's like. Um, Queen. Queen has some bangers. The Queen has some bangers. Then there's some really bad songs the, people say are like some of the best, the most musically composed songs ever. And I'm like, no. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it probably true. something that's gonna be taken as a blasphemy here. There's not a single Beatles song that I like. I like about ten of them, and and it's, some it, of that comes from how wildly. Cra- okay, this is like looking and and they're the only other band that in my in my repertoire that I can really think of that I feel like went. Led's in this one. direction for a hot second and then at least managed to get out for a lot of Leonard people. Skinner. Uh Metallica. When you look at them, it's like they started one way and then they kind of every evolution made sense all the way up until load and reload, where it was like and, and maybe I even liked load and reload. Oh, I liked them too. That had fuel on it, right? Or no, fuel was self titled. No, fuel's on load. Is it? Yes. Okay, maybe I'll just uh, think of the same. No wrong. There's good songs on all those. Uh, those albums have got some of the worst Metallica songs, and they've oh, got no, some of my favorite. It does. Uh, Outlaw's Horn is an amazing song. It I is. love it. Uh, Devil's Dance, great song. I love that song. I don't like that song uh, at all. But it, it, my point being across that, uh, Bleeding Me is another good song. Now, that um, is a good song. But when you're looking at those albums, they're the albums that when you go through the discography, and like if you showed somebody uh, 10 songs from Metallica and two of them were from that album, I guarantee you everyone can go, what was up with that? Yeah. What is that? And my point being is give with, me with five, give me the way give I feel five. about the Beatles is very much in line with, I feel like any album you can just pull a couple songs from, definitely depending on where you're at in their career. Before they were massive, they, it gets real yeah, weird. They, it's like, they, yeah. how is it one time they're singing about obviously doing drugs and then the next song they're singing about something that makes you think they're doing drugs, but you have to, but at least on the surface it's not immediately obvious. Like you yeah, know, we all live in a yellow submarine. It's like yeah. what is going on I love here? That song. <laughs> but then you also have I hate that song. It's I so love bad. That song. But then you have other songs. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, and I, not to say that I'm, I'm, it's not that I hate the song or anything like that. But one of the songs that I think is from them. Um, 
What's it sound like? Like a love song? No, it, it, I, mean, I want to be sure. Come together. Yeah. Uh, it's the only song that I can kind of stomach from them. Anything else, I will genuinely turn off because I just don't care for it. See, uh, but I don't, I don't think that there's anything. Special my point about being them. is that it's just a wild difference of what they sound like depending on what area you're in. I feel like they're a hard band to nail down. Well, and it, it goes with the meme too of like people say, especially older people, oh, if it wasn't for the Beatles, you wouldn't have the music you have today. You can say that about most artists. I think that the you only, can say that about every artist, I, and I, I any artist that ever was able to put out definitely when it was well, harder without you the can't internet. Say about artists you never heard of. Well, what I mean by that is, for someone, for someone who makes music right now, every artist that has ever existed, one of them Just influenced yeah. one of the other people. I think the only um, thing they had going for them was that they made the crazed fandoms, and I say that in a good way, like as in popularity. They made that popular. They made it okay to geek out about a band where previously before that, I feel like the way people reacted toward Beatle fans was that was not the norm to act that way over a band. Well, I see, felt like it was something weird? you were supposed to be casual about like, yeah, that was a good, that's a good song, but to go to concerts and to wear the merch and to be all crazy and well, dancing and stuff. Like crazy, crazy. Yeah. That too, felt uh, like, hype. yeah. Like yeah. the introduction of hype I around felt, a band. I felt like that was one of the cornerstones of that. I agree with you to some extent because when I first saw this question when he asked it, one of the things I started thinking about is like it's hard to nail down the differences between somebody who's an individual entity, even if they're supporting musicians that do stuff, and those two people that you think that come to mind are immediately Michael Jackson and Elvis, right? Those are two sides that you can see. It's like Elvis was kind of like the he's the king of rock as far as what rock was known as at the time, uh, and then you had uh, Michael Jackson, the who's king of king pop, of pop. But or is he you, Prince of Pop? He's the king of pop. King that's of what pop? people call. Okay. So when you look at those, it's like those two make more sense because they're individuals. Yes, there's other people that are helping them make music, but they're the show, they're the star, they're what people know by name and everything. Then you get a band like the Beatle, where the Beatles, where each member was pretty damn famous, and it's <laughs> so like Ringo. <laughs> well, but people, it, the, what's that's, funny that's is that joke. people that's literally a, know him enough to even say that even, at least Ringo, or you know, even except for Ringo. But when you look at those things, that's what I mean is. I think it's, it's so hard to look at. We had seen that stuff before, but it was all with Elvis. Well, I think and that with there's a lot of Michael Jackson in one person. It was like rare to see it with a band. Secrets around that band, like the whole. Um, well, when they broke up and people. Uno died, Yoko, and, is that her name? Oko Yono. Oko Yono. I don't know why I can't ever say her name. Um, Yoko Ono. Sorry. Yeah, Yoko Ono. Um, I think there's a lot of controversy around that, the murder, stuff like that. I think that. You know, back then, that's still something we see now to this day, except it got more coverage back then than anything else around it. Sure. And we see it to this day with everything else around us. Yeah. So it's one um, of those things that the novelty of that has worn off. But I will say, I, I do think that there's at least a little bit of weight. I've got to give them the credit, even if I don't care for them that much as a band. I do know for a fact there are a number of bands I really enjoy who see them as very influential yeah, in the musical creation. I always give, and I so, always give artists credit for influence. That goes that's back. something that creates other artists. Yes, and that goes back to one of those things where influence has to matter to an extent. It's kind of like when we were talking about is Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasy VII better, yeah. right? And it's like, well, or, and we were talking specifically about you know, uh, I mean, we can really talk about the games too, but we were talking about the themes between Kefka, uh, the theme song for Kefka, and the battle theme for uh, for One Wing, yeah, One Wing Angel for Seven. But when you're looking at those things, it's like at some point you do have to give more credit to the thing that's so influential that it starts to stand on its own and breathe on its own. To where it's like people almost know these things separate from the game. There are people that know One Winged Angel and everything about Sephiroth without ever having played Seven, and that's because of things like Kingdom Hearts or. Advent Children or something that came in later down the line that was just iconic enough for them to end up hearing about it. So that's one of those odd situations that yeah. 
there is a real important part when you look at how 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 influential a band was to other people. So I'll give them their credit due, but I do not agree with the sentiment that they are the greatest band in all of musical history. Yeah, I think they did a lot, but doesn't make them the greatest. So one more we have from Mr. Josh Drago. He says, if Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and Steam have a football team, I actually haven't read this question very well, but I knew that he asked it, but uh, what would they call them? And what would their mascot be? Nintendo's the easiest one Mario. for us. Mario. Right? Uh, they'd be the... Mario Strikers, actually. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> Mario. I'm dead serious. Yeah. They'd be Mario Strikers. Like, they already, they, they've already cemented that. Well, but Strikers is more traditional soccer, not football. He is talking about American football, yeah, to clarify. Um, you don't strike f- footballs. You know, American football. Do the lion, the Detroit Lions, do they lion on the field? Like, wh- what are you doing here? <laughs> I guess. What about the the Buccaneers? Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, <laughs> the, the Xboxes, they, they'd be the Chiefs, and of course it'd be yeah. Master Chief. Be, um, PlayStation's the hardest one to nail down. They would be blue. What do you mean they would not be blue? Hold on, but what's the name here? Oh, I don't know. I'm just talking about so far. The uniform's are blue. The uniform we would know, be blue. Yeah, yeah that's obviously. obvious. Uh, but who, okay, so maybe we can figure out who the mascot is and then the reverse engineer it from there. Oh, the Bandicoots. Well, that, that, that gets to be problematic because that depends on an era, right? That's, that's that, every one of them. No. No, I don't think that's true. My, Master Chief has always been synonymous, literally, for the entirety of the Xbox's lifespan. So PlayStation's never been big enough to have one ma- overall mascot? They don't tend... PlayStation's business model is way different than the others. I know, I'm joking. Uh, they tend to move away from games I still think but Crash Bandicoot um, is the de facto. Crash Bandicoot is Spyro, but Spyro doesn't count because it's been on so many Man, if systems. I had to really nail it on one, I think if I had to think of one that most people would know... Crash Bandicoot. That would be still relevant to PlayStation today and never really lost <laughs> its exclusivity. Well, no, what I mean is like never lost because there, there was a time period where people stopped thinking of, okay, first of all, but I don't know if you know this, be? Crash Mind Over Mutant, I think is the, is the one of the games. It's either that or Crash of the Titans. Uh, one of those two Game Boy Vance. did not even come to PlayStation 3. The game did not release on PlayStation Game, or, at all. It came on Xbox 360, came on PSP, came on all these other systems, did not hit PS3. Wasn't there a Crash Game Boy Vance game? Yes, there was. Wasn't that called Crash of the Titans? No. Uh, well, there might have been a Game Boy release of it, but I doubt it, because that was like 2007, 2008 with those, with those two games. Crash of the Titans and Crash Mind Over Mutant were sequels okay. of each other, and it might, I might have the order backwards. Uh, but I would say Nathan Drake is probably the person who yeah, literally has... that's not a football team. Unless you could do the the, the, well, no, the Who would be the mascot? That's what I'd say. The the, the hunters, you know, the treasure hunters yeah. or whatever. They have like, uh, okay, so let's see, navy blue suits. Sick with, Parvis Magna on the helmet. Well, no, no, no. You got to have navy blue suits with golden helmets with treasure maps on them. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. That was good. So, who, so the Steam is the only one, but I don't know that Steam, Steam necessarily needed to be in there. Steam would They'd be, be the Steamers. <laughs> Steam would be. They would have the Steam Rollers, maybe. They would probably have their. Um, They'd be gray. Yeah, gray nice. with like a with like Sleek. a blue logo. Steam would probably be Half Lifers. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of something in that universe. The the crab heads. I don't know. Okay. What are those things called? Why can't I think about that? I just calling them crab heads seems like a good enough answer at this point, you know. Or they could be they could be called. Uh, hmm. Steam is one of the. Is there really a mascot for Steam? That's yeah, there like is. The, I'm trying to think of like uh, I'm trying to think of. Um, oh God, what's his name? Actually, I don't know why I can't think of all the Gabe Newell. Uh, um, no, no, not Gabe Newell. The, the character of Half Life. I don't know why I can't think of it right now. It's killing. Oh. Me. Um, 
And as soon as you say it, Gordon Freeman. Yeah, so, Gordon Freeman. Yeah. Um, uh, didn't have to look it up. Um, uh, you could have... Um, what would their slogan be? Half-Life 3 confirmed? <laughs> it's weird because all their stuff in their games are like, I'm trying to think of one for, for Portal. And they could have blue suits, orange helmets, or something like that. That would actually suits. be kind of cool. But I can't think of what But I think Half-Life's way bigger than Portal. As, as, as much it's, as I love Portal. I don't know. It's getting up there now. Portal Portal 3, have you, I don't know, but it's getting requested Dude, if Portal 3 happens? Woo. People say this. I'm talking about Half-Life. I'll be so happy. <laughs> but good question, Josh. <laughs> I, guess, I think we're going to have to skip out on Steam. I don't know. It's so hard to yeah. try and nail down one one thing. I wouldn't really think that Half-Life would be the Steam one, obviously. But Half-Life or Portal at this point. Or Team Fortress, to be fair, too. It's been so long since Valve has made a game that it's... The games that they made have become, like, cult classics. Yeah. So, it's just... It's definitely not Dota. Really hard. But anyway, mo- that mo- was our last one for Facebook. Moving on to good old Twitter. Matt Green says, When is your next Brett versus Saul competition? It's a great idea. You know, yeah. I hate to say it because I don't want to sound like this is what I'm saying, but if you offer up a prize, it could be whatever you want. Dude, that was going to be my thing. It's like The only reason that happened is because one of our kind friends and viewers of the show, Richard, offered up a PS Vita, and he is like, I need you guys to fight to the death or something. He kind of spearheaded it. Now, look, there's a couple ways we could do this. Yeah. Uh, I I thought about it ever since I read the question because I I try not to peek at the Twitter ones, but I'm so active on Twitter that I end up I just go to the bottom. Um, But, you know, what I was thinking is like, what we might do to make this happen, it almost like we need a prize uh, pool. So what we might do is create a Patreon goal or something like that to where if we get a certain extra number of I don't want, cash. I want electronics. <laughs> give us rarities. Well, I was going to say it, that would be something interesting that wouldn't be too crazy. And it could be something like enough money to cover you and Annie going out to eat. Uh, or me and you, or me I and Hannah. You know, it's I like whoever need, wins. I don't gets need that. your money. We I don't need, need your money. electronics. But it was offer up your collector's I'll, editions. I'll say that it was offer more, up your collector's editions. It was more interesting that it was something that was a an import uh, and Saul didn't have a Vita at the time. And if I would have gotten it, it would have been great because I love the old Vita and I think that's a beautiful model. So it was it was a place in time and the I may right situation. Just hold on but, to it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if if anybody has anything interesting of any form. Hit us up, and the great thing, well, part of the reason I like that so much is that as much as we could within the bounds of certain games uh, and what we could get to work, for the most part, what we did was entirely up to Richard, and I kind of like that. Yeah. It was cool to be like, he, he told he us called what the game, shots. Yeah. yeah, he told us what games we were going to play, Tell how what. many we had to play. Here, so. Here's the new challenge. One of you guys give us your, your reserve for your collector's edition of Death Stranding, and you call the shots. Tell us what games we're fighting each other in. Uh, three games, call, like we did Call of Duty, four, uh, not Forza, Gran Turismo, and um, Mortal Kombat versus... We did Injustice. Yeah, but Injustice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hate that game. But, um, and then that was fun. So we'll let everybody call the shots. So, you know, if, if you want to see something like that, feel free to offer up prizes or something, and we'll call the shots uh, and do it that way. Our good buddy, Sha- uh, wow, Shaquille, Shariko. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Our good buddy, Shaquille yeah. O'Neal. Long uh, listener Shariko. of the show. Long, long listener of the show. Thank you, buddy. He says, we are in August, so what are your current Game of the Year candidates? I had or, a feeling that you're going to be picked. tight-lipped on this, I'm but I wanted to see what you would say. I'm not saying anything because it ruins the Game of the Year episodes. I'm, so I'm going to say Dark Souls 3. Good lord. Well, what I will say, and I don't think, and I'm not going to put any game names out there, or at least specifically, I'm talking about for game of the year. But in a year like this, where Sony is going toward the end, and a lot of publishers are kind of doing this wrapping up thing, it's been an odd year for releases. 
And I feel like we had such a strong two years in a row from everybody, be it yeah, second party such people. A flat year. It, it's been a really odd year that I actually think the game that is occupying my mind in that slot right now is actually surprising to me, even though I knew I or really thought I would enjoy the game. And it's a game that's not perfect by any means. But it's just one of those things where when you're in these weird situations in a year like this, I do want to be a little coy about it too because I'm hoping that Death Stranding and later down the line games. That's November, buddy. Yeah, I know. So you're not getting much later than that. I know. It's kind of like right there at the cuff depending on when we choose to do this. I'll give you a tease though. There are three games that I've played that are current contenders. One I have not beaten yet. So if you listen to the show enough, you know what game that is. I haven't beaten it yet. I think I know. Didn't know what you just said. (laughs) No. Okay. Either that, that is one of them, though. Next question up goes to our good buddy and personal. Have you personal beaten that? Friend. No. Okay, I didn't think so. What do so. you mean? I haven't had like 80 hours to play Fire Emblem. <laughs> I wish. I didn't think so. I'm like four hours into that game. I, but I wanted had, to be sure. I had, no. Uh, our good buddy and personal friend, Rex Strider, a.k.a. Felipe. Go check mm. him out on Twitch at, of course, Rex Strider. He says... What do you think Sony can do to sell VR to the skeptical consumer? Personally, I think they need to catch up on the Oculus tech. I don't see Sony focusing day one with a remodel, but I bet you they offer a more pro-oriented option later in the PS5's life. So this can get almost bundled into a topic we're going to do in the future, but I'll give you a short answer for now, Felipe, because I don't own a PSVR. The reason I'm going to purchase an Oculus Quest is because I can get the games that I want to play, Beat Saber, Super Hot, stuff like that. Super Shot? Super Hot. Uh, super Hot. Um, I can play them, and there's no cables. Like, I can literally have it in a, you know, carrying case, and I don't have anything to worry about, you know. And once it's charged, it's just sitting in that case. And I can store it away and be perfectly fine with it and not have to worry about anything. If they would make the VR... It's not even about the tech at this point from a um, performance uh, standpoint. If they could make it easier to use and easier to get out of, that has my vote. Right? It's hard for me to want to answer the same answer as that for the only specific reason, and you kind of actually covered it in yours, of that you don't care what it takes to get to this point as much as you just want it to be easier to get in and out of. Yeah. I already think the the model I have is not that bad to get in and out of, and it's, the well, desk, second desk gen. space and wires yeah, sure. and stuff. The second gen model is even easier. They actually minimized the wiring even more and made it lighter across the board, so it's even easier to use. But by nature of wanting to make sure that they are actually leveraging the power of whatever system that they're using it with, so like right now we know uh, PSVR works with PS4, it works with PS4 Pro, and you get a notable increase if you're on PS4 Pro in terms of output resolution per eye, and that has a notable difference, I promise. If you have seen the two, uh, because remember the VR came out two weeks or so before the Pro did, so mm-hmm. I actually played the VR two weeks on the original unit and as soon as I went to the pro with it it was incredibly noticeable so that does matter definitely to me yeah. um, and it gets to the point of they're going to want to leverage PS5 we already know that the PSVR right now the headset that we have is going to work with PS5 uh, and because PS5 is more powerful we're probably the PS5 will be the thing that actually pushes the current VR headset to its actual limit uh, because it won't be the system that's being the bottleneck anymore it'll be well the system can literally output the game at two VR at a higher resolution than the screens are even at in the VR, we've reached a cap. Um, 
But the things I think specifically they're going to aim it towards being better for a consumer, uh, for the skeptical consumer, is going to be, number one, first and foremost, the thing that happens with everything. It's going to be games. They're going to have to make sure they keep up with games, which Sony has done phenomenal with. Yeah. They've uh, sold and on, I'll give them a lot of credit. What and, was it, 2 million VR units so far? <clears throat> over that million? now, yeah. Um, so we're doing pretty good. It's over 2 million. I don't think it's hit 4 million yet. Uh, I could be wrong, man. It's been so long since I've had I to even take it up. I thought, they, I thought I read an announcement saying 4 million I want to say you're right. I want to say 4.2 million 4. as of March 27. You're right. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, so we're probably close to getting close to 5 million units at this they're, point. They're over 50% of the market share. Yeah. Uh, and so what that really means is that you have to do something that brings not only the skeptical people. It's 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 not even completely about what Sony can do. It's about what can VRs and technology do and all the companies behind it do to make it more palatable or more well, and the casual consumer doesn't want that, right? Like, well, it's hard to say, right? But the casual consumer will be easier to pull the trigger and take that risk thing if they can keep price down which i think sony's worried about which is part of why we've seen psvr do what it's done not keep up with oculus quest and stuff because they're not worried about releasing a new headset that costs more they're they're, wor- they're worried about constantly shaving that price cost, down yeah because uh, you can get if you can get somebody in the doors of vr and they like it just enough that later when you do a better model and you're getting further into the technology they're more likely to they're more likely it. to buy it day one or at yeah. least early um so I think there's that. I think games are most important, and they've done well, so I think they'll keep that up. And I think secondarily, uh, outside of Saul said, the easier that you can make it to put on, the better. I think it's really hard to make it to where it's cheap, can utilize the PS5's power, and is also wireless. I don't feel like all three of those things can be true. Right. Uh, I think if, it, if it's going to be cost-effective and can use the PS5's power, it's going to have to do that through a cord. Now, if you can make that cord weigh almost nothing, great. That's, that's going to get close enough that yeah. I think most people don't care. But I, I think, think that you would probably agree with this. You have to move away from, and, and it sounds like they are. We already know for sure that they are doing a PSVR 2, as it were, uh, later in the PS5 life cycle. But I think what's important is they have to move away from the move technology. Um, Absolutely. Get at least in its current that. form. They if you still use the lights, that's fine. But you need a second over. camera. That's the Because f- the reason that you might want to keep it is for backwards compatibility of games that you keep enjoy in VR. Uh the light technology of move now oh. take everything else and make it better so if you're going to do lights on the things just for backwards compatibility sake that's fine do me do me a second camera that can do better tracking that's the that's one of the biggest weaknesses that it has by focusing on one camera and that move technology the tracking's a little less than it could be yeah. add a second camera you automatically make that better um and then on top of that, where the move lacks the most is just physical inputs. Uh, so it would be going towards a better controller, something along the line of what, like you said, catching up with Oculus and whatnot. Oculus Quest controller. Which is more like the hand ridiculous. controllers where you can control each individual finger by wrapping it around. There's, there's steps in the right direction across the board. I have been very seriously debating buying the $120 3D rudder controller for the PSVR for one reason. I really like Skyrim VR. The only thing that keeps me from wanting to play it is that movement still just a little too finicky, but it supports the 3D rudder to where if you want to move forward, you have this thing that you sit down with it, but you move your feet forward and your character moves forward. If you want to straight to the right, you yeah. move it like that. And it's ridiculous that the game doesn't support n- normal movement with like the move controllers. Well, because the move controllers don't have an analog. I, that, well, that's yeah. the problem. So it all comes down to the move is the problem. Yes. And because it's a game like Skyrim where a gun doesn't make sense, games like Borderlands 3, because they've updated to support the aim, they already fix it. 
this problem. You have two analog sticks and all this stuff. So it feels right. A game like Skyrim, which is way more going to get me into something like that, a great role-playing game that I really want to play, the moment that it becomes easier to move and where I can move and draw an arrow at the same time in, in free locomotion and not teleportion, teleporting, that's what I want. And I can get that right now with the 3D rudder, but there's cost that's involved with that, and it's an external periphery. So it's that we need to see Sony take these steps to – even if they released right now, I guarantee you'd do well, a move controller with an analog stick on it. But yeah. they won't. They won't. Yeah. And I don't blame them. They're trying to keep costs down. So Yeah. He does Good have question. another question, though. So he says, quick question. Uh, what would be a, your dream from software game? Got a specific setting? Was it uh, from software? Or what if from software got their hands on this IP? What would be your preferred setting of a next dark Elden Ring? We already know it's Norse, but we'd say we didn't. Where would you want it to be? It's going to sound weird. Uh, I'm super partial. It's already, Technically, it's already happened, uh, which is um, Bloodborne, and that's that kind of Victorian-looking London setting. Yeah. Dude, I'm really partial to that. It's super cool-looking to me. I like how dark and mysterious and thick the atmosphere is. I love movies like Sweeney Todd, where it takes place in London, and it's all like smoky, and there's pipe smoke coming out. I just love the aesthetic of that for whatever reason. So... Return there. Return me to a Bloodborne-like world. That so, gothic cathedral look with thick, dense atmosphere and grays that are all muted and weird, and then let the color pops happen and, and surprise you. The Ring City is still something I need to play through in Dark Souls, but like this is one of the most beautiful areas of any Souls game, and it is like... That's the DLC for the... Uh, for three, right? That's what yes. You said. Uh, and I would honestly want a world based around... An, like, I could tell... That they definitely use Bloodborne. In, like, there's there's a gate. It's I think it's in Ashes, but it's really weird. You can go... You, when you play Ashes of Ariandel, uh-huh. when you beat the final boss of that, it teleports you to the beginning of the next DLC. Okay. So Weird. There's a gate in Ashes, because I am playing through Ashes. Okay. And this is your first time, right? Yeah, first time. Yeah. Uh, playing through Ashes of Ariandel, there's a gate. The only there's the only gate in Dark Souls three, and when you push it open, it makes the creaking gate noise from Bloodborne. The exact <laughs> same noise. So that's cool. There is um, certainly some stuff in there, but honestly, yeah, HP Lovecraftian horror, cosmic horror. They've done it. They need to do it again. Except what they need to do again is they need to take that. I don't necessarily like the setting as much as I do like um, high fantasy settings. So like what I'm hoping with Elden Ring that we get is high fantasy Norse mythology with HP Lovecraft cosmic horror. That's weird, though, because I feel like the whole thing about H.P. Lovecraft is it works really well with that gothic architecture look. It does, look, but... but which, think, you're right, though. Gothic architecture... I think Miyazaki could do it great does with not, high fantasy. It doesn't really lend itself to high fantasy. It's it, very... Yeah. Yeah, you're... But I don't know. See, I really love that look, though. I mean, in, in any form, because, you know, Bloodborne has a very exaggerated version of it, which I enjoy. Uh, I feel like Bloodborne's probably the closest you're going to get to that style, being close to what the traditional From Software high fantasy look is. Um I feel like if you look at Bloodborne, it looks like a mixture between the two styles as close as you're going to get, but it still yeah. feels decidedly gothic and that that you know uh, got that 18th even 17th century gothic era of London, and that, I, I love that. But I also like the way that they did it in things like uh, the Order. It's part of the reason I like the Order so much, and why it even drew my attention so much to begin with is I really like that vampire th- settling on a very similar look. And being in actually somewhat similar places when you're going around, I really thought that was cool. I was yeah. like, "This is a." It's part of what drew me to Vampire. Is like this feels almost through, like a de facto sequel to The Order, even though it's also not. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that that would be my place to go. As far as IP, I think we kind of landed from last time. 
From Software are so particular that I wouldn't mind seeing them do an IP that's not of their own, but they do so well at creating new IP uh, that I find to be entertaining. And yeah, I'm really that's, excited that's for Elden Ring. That's the Miyazaki way. Is that, and what's cool about all their new IPs is they always lend hints pre and previous. So in, um, I don't know about Demon Souls. That's the only one I'm iffy on. I'm pretty sure there is a Dark Souls reference in Demon Souls somewhere. Uh, but in Dark Souls uh, 1... There is Chester, and I showed you him. He looks just like a hunter from Bloodborne. Doesn't Dark Souls 1 have a Boletarian reference somewhere in it, too? Uh, I believe so. If not, Bloodborne has the Boletarian reference in it, I think. Okay. But I might be wrong. Either way, my point being is that D- Demon Souls has found its way in, uh, into, the other, into the other games. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's more vice versa because in Dark Souls 3, there's samurai armor that you yeah. can obtain. There's one set. It looks very similar to Wolf's armor and Sekiro. So what I'm really curious about... Is that we already know, and the way that the Souls games works is that you get a teaser at E3, you get gameplay at GamesCon. What I'm curious about is GamesCon's this month. Yeah, I'm curious if we get Elden Ring footage, but there was well, remember we talked they're going to show it at GamesCon, but it's going to be behind closed doors. I know, but I'm curious if it leaks. Yeah, <laughs> is what I mean. We'll see. Uh, there was one enemy, a standalone fight in Sekiro that stands out more than anything else. Do you remember what it was? I didn't beat Sekiro, so... You got more than halfway through it, didn't you? I don't know. Oh, there's a knight. Oh. And he is really, really... He does, I still have Sekiro. I just haven't got it back around to it. I'll just show you a picture <laughs> real quick, because he, he is he is definitely out of place. Uh, now, no hate on Sekiro. I actually really enjoy the game. I, it just... It, it's, I can't well, remember what pulled me away from it, but it's, it's a, to me... It's a. It doesn't play to the strengths that I've developed so hard into other From Software games, which is fine. It's not a complaint. Uh, it's just that because of that, it's led me. It, it led me away from it whenever I started getting too frustrating and had other things. Ooh boy. But yeah, it's something that he has a great sword and everything. It's something you don't see in this game, and it's not from this time. That is era. very dude. That looks like if you just shoved the Dark Souls enemy into. Yeah. So I, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means we're going to get a Dark Souls game after all. Uh, Dark Souls Four. They said they're going back to Dark Souls. So Elden Ring's different because Elden Ring is open world. So I don't know how this is going to work. Hmm. But uh, under our last question on Twitter, it comes from my good friend No Fate, and he says, "Why has this kind of behavior been allowed to continue? Where do you see the future of gaming heading?" And what he does is he links us a video to Young Yeah, somebody I don't really enjoy, but um, and he's essentially talking about the um, EA tricking people into spending money with loot boxes and such. You know, it's been. It's well, hold on now. What, what? Which video is it in particular? I don't have it up, so I want to be sure. I, I remember clicking on it, and I remember it had to do with loot boxes to an extent. But what was it? Was it in? What was it specifically? I, see, since, in I, since I don't try to watch uh, or try to read these questions, I didn't. I can't watch the video. Like I didn't. I, I didn't watch the video. But it is um, for EA's former CEO gloat about manipulating players into spending money. So what, I, what I'm, I'm assuming this goes to, and this is assumptions, but I'm assuming that the ex-CEO has now said things that they are bragging, ooh, excuse me, they're bragging about getting people to spend on loot boxes. And I think that anything now that, we've, that we mentioned in our last episode of Triangle Squared is that now the big three are forcing companies to disclose the rates mm-hmm. and everything about that nature. I think that it's only been allowed to keep on going because people keep buying the games. Well, and people keep paying for the microtransactions. Yeah, it just it kind of gets to be. There's no there's no real reason to want to stop when the and, business model shows no signs of falling down. And it's not necessary evil or necessarily evil in every situation. So that's a big misconception about that. So just because that they spent money on it doesn't mean that it was evil. That that 
you know, they were tricked into spending money. I don't know if you saw this or not, but Bungie, they are coming out with uh, daily updates about Shadow Keep, and they released one today with all the armor stuff in it. And showed you I didn't get works. to watch it, but I've heard a lot of people Did talk about it. Did you see the it? one yesterday? So, you know, the zero hour mission, you've done that, right? Oh, I, I knew that there was one that they were changing. Well, but I haven't, I haven't gotten to keep up with this week. Someone said, "Oh no, never mind. I'm, I'm conflating something." There apparently it was either an update that they gave out yesterday or today where they're changing the quest log, not a oh, quest. Oh yeah, yeah, they, they, my bad. Yeah, it's kind of they're, they're yeah. doing that. But you did zero hour, right? Yeah, I mean, so to, to that's the outbreak. Outbreak, quest. right? Yeah. Did you know that that mission was entirely funded because of the sale of one ornament? No. For uh, Black Spindor, not Black Spindor, Whisper of the Worm. Oh, okay. They yeah. could fund that mission alone. They created of that quest. Through one transaction uh, or one one item yeah. sold yeah. off their store, their everywhere store, which is fantastic to hear now because they are gone from Activision. They need this kind of support in terms of player base buying stuff. They can allow them to fund cool stuff like that because that was a really fun mission, really creative mission too. So no, it's not always evil to buy microtransactions. Now, if a game forces you into it because hey, the odds aren't in your favor unless you do, then yeah. Or if you are a streamer that has been paid by a company to open up boxes and the boxes are in your favor, but not in the consumers, then yeah, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. That was something that uh, one of our community members and friends, Sean had brought up in a video yeah. uh, lately. He was talking about, um, Kiki brought that up by the way. Oh, Kiki did my bad. You're right. It was yeah. Kiki, but I, th- I think Sean may have commented on it. I'm, I, I don't remember. Uh, sorry, but yeah, anyway, Kiki did bring it up. Uh, and it was specifically talking about how you can see, a company will pay somebody like Salset, a streamer, uh, to open boxes to promote the game. And what they'll do is they'll take those boxes in that streamer and they'll, they'll give the boxes a better odds to get what they're wanting for. So what happens is you see a streamer open 20 boxes and every box gives them something cool or every other box. Yeah. And people start going, man, if the odds are that not that bad, that's pretty cool. I like half of that stuff. I'm going to go, go, go try my, my look. Yeah. And then we see that they you get all whites and greens and no golds and purples. And it is weird. You know, it'd be different if they were saying like, uh, it'd be different if there was a disclaimer that said like, like this is advertisement. We're just trying to show cool stuff that can come they from don't, it, but they don't. Yeah, they, they try and make it look that. like it's natural. So and that becomes it does become icky, and it's very predatory in some cases. But so, it's hard to pinpoint which case it is at. Just because the CEO said, you know, we hey, we made them spend money, doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. Uh, yeah, and that's what makes it so hard to kind so, of deal with. So, like Sean's question of like, why does this stuff get to continue going on? A lot of it comes down consumers. to the consumers themselves are not wanting to do enough to make a change. You know, yeah. you can you can vote EA as the worst gaming company or the worst company in America years in a row, and you it's the, not going do to do you, anything unless you finally do something to stop giving them it's money. Really ironic, you said that. Do you know what the most co- like voted uh, the most uh, vote highly voted? Uh, company of the worst company of America is the most highly voted of the worst companies. Yes, EA, Walmart, Walmart. Okay, <laughs> I was like, so at a place that you could shop at weekly, that you're almost forced to for groceries and everything, and the same place, conveniences or whatever, it's voted the worst company. Yet people still go to them. So you know, places aren't going to change unless you unless you start changing. Well, and that kind of goes back to my my, my Nintendo Switch Lite thing is like. I had that moment with myself today where I was like, I really don't agree with this. Do I just give them my money, my money anyway? And I, I almost is. Like I have the ability to. I have the disposable yeah, income. It comes down to, to if you want to. And then there are things. There are times too when you say, you know, hey, I'm not gonna. I don't agree with this. I'm not, I'm not gonna. You know, I, I'm gonna vote my wallet. But then your your opinions change. And yeah, it's 
not bad that your opinions change. So. Yeah, and like I said, it doesn't mean I'm never going to get a Nintendo Switch. I don't know right now. But yeah, it's just for the for for right now. It's like a moment of clarity. I'm that, very much that has in the, you more skeptical. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Makes and sense. I would like to see Nintendo make a little more changes before I decide to give them my wallet again. Yeah. For so, even for a little bit. So t- time to move on to the last segment, which is our Discord channel, and we I, have a lot here from Sean Boba May. Here we Sean go, Sean Boba May. <laughs> Josh. Josh Boba, man. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> Did you guys play sports growing up? What is your favorite sport to play? Favorite to watch? I grew up playing baseball, basketball, golf, and football. And Quite the eclectic mix. Well, yeah. It was baseball for actual Dixie League, football for school, uh, basketball for a church and um, golf that my dad taught me how to play. Now we do mean this at more of a level than like the one time they make you play kickball in PE, right? No, yeah, this is like going to practice weeklies, on, or on or at least be or at least playing often because you want to do it. Yeah, golf was that for, yeah. for me. Like, um, but yeah, favorite soccer. Favorite for me. to watch. Um, you know, and soccer actually still goes into my favorite to watch. So I have two. Uh, I in terms of. I did not actually do NASCAR racing growing up, obviously. Yes, please don't say you uh, watch that. But uh, no, it's, it's a weird thing, right? It's not my favorite to watch necessarily, but I like it. I, I do the watch, and my dad doesn't, and that's why I hated watching it with him. I do the watch where you can turn it on, you watch a few laps, and you kind of get a, a feel of what's going on, and you can appreciate it, and you kind of still watch to make sure nothing crazy is going to happen, at least I can, I while can you're in. That. And then you can switch over and do whatever you want. Play a game, I watch something NASCAR, else, though. and then wait an hour or 30 minutes or whatever your increment that you want to do is, flick back over, kind of get an update. And what happens is sometimes you find yourself, there's enough going on that you'll watch for 45 minutes and not realize it. And then it starts to kind of cool down again. You're like, okay, I'm back down. I'm back down. It's such a long-winded sport. It's very hard to watch the whole time for me. Um, and just just because I have mad respect for NASCAR racing, it's very hard to do. I push and I don't think a, a, lot of, a lot of people understand that. But uh, soccer is one that I actually enjoy watching. I don't get to watch it very much because I don't have time to watch sports. Uh, but I do like it. And it's also one that I really liked playing when I was growing up. So. I pushed a kid off a slide because of NASCAR once. He had a little Dale Earnhardt car, and um, it was like one of those diecast cars or whatever. Yeah. And he was being really annoying, and he was like, he's doing like basically what little, little kids do, like where he's like, Rawr! and then he's like rolling it over things, and he eventually started getting like, trying to roll it up on my back or whatever, and then he kept doing it on my head, and it was just <laughs> annoying. So I turned around and I shoved him off the slide, like fourth grade, third grade. Okay. My other one was basketball. I did actually play basketball uh, for a good bit and I was actually pretty good at it when I used to play. Uh, I still got some of the hand uh, uh, some of the handling skills. Out with that. Yeah, I got some of the handling skills. I can still dribble real well and go between my legs and all the fun stuff. Uh, but my shot is way worse than it used to be. <laughs> Every really, now and then I'll really play good at layups. Yeah, I was really. Oh, good. I, I'm I'm still good at layups, but that's just I'm talking more of like actual. Yeah. Anywhere else, you know, a, a typical shot, a two point shot, or even going back to a three point. Favorite to watch for me though, I hate watching golf. That is, I can't stand it. It's golf so is very boring. similar to NASCAR to me, where it's like sometimes there's a clutch moment where you're watching and you're like. Even though this is normally boring, that was kind of cool. But for the most part, it's like it's really hard to want to watch. Watch now. Here's the thing about those: it's wildly different. NASCAR is boring to watch on TV. It's incredibly fun to watch in person. It's both boring for golf. But golf is yeah. hard to watch no matter I what. I have to play it. But yeah. um, I love watching the Super Bowl around Super Bowl season. I get really into football around that season, and I'll learn the teams for the most part. And I get really excited, and I love Super Bowl season. It's my favorite sports season of all time. 
See, I like I like the World Cup. Um, and baseball is amazing to watch per in like live. Yeah, I love going to baseball games live. Like Rangers games, amazing, most fun I've had uh, going to a sports event. Never been to a a baseball game. They're uh, really in, in real fun. time, but they seem like they'd be way more fun than they, watching. They are. You get like watching is terrible. You get like <laughs> to me delicious, terrible food, and it's just like the atmosphere is real like uh, loud and banging. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, whereas golf is kind of like meant to be calm and like right, everybody calm down while he swings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this next question, Josh. He says, let's have fun with this one. Kingdom Hearts 4 is announced, and this time around, everything is turned on its head so that instead of traveling to Disney planets with Disney characters and the whole thing, uh, and the whole thing be Final Fantasy undertones, you're now traveling to Final Fantasy worlds with Final Fantasy characters. Disney is only involved with having some of their characters involved and the overall friendliness of the game. Who would travel alongside Sora? What Final Fantasy worlds would you want them to travel to? Who is the ultimate big bad in the game? Dude, this one's hard. It's hard because it's too it's similar to already so what Kingdom Hearts hard. is. Right? I know, right? Because think about this. Because Kingdom Hearts 1 is the perfect tradition of Disney being the bad guy. Right. Well, yeah, but think about it this way. Break down Kingdom Hearts 1. This is the best one to kind of use because it's like the framework for everything. Break down Kingdom Hearts 1. Before Kingdom Hearts 1 ever came out, if someone was pitching you the idea of, hey, we're going to make a game where there's a new character who's like a JRPG kid and he runs around with Disney characters. Do you think you would have landed it quickly on Donald and Goofy being the two Disney characters that traveled alongside Sora? I mean, at the time I was so young that like I, I would, you probably would have been, well, that's true because think about now say that you didn't, if you had to think and somebody was making, say Kingdom Hearts well, never existed. It is anything hard. Can happen. It is. Yeah. But, but let's just try and take it where within your brain right now, if you had to have somebody say, we're going to make a game and you're going to run around with Disney characters with an all original character. So the character, main character is Disney and you have to travel with Sora. Well, no, going back to just the idea of Kingdom Hearts 1. No, I know, so but I'm just saying it's just, like... Do you think, what I mean by that is, how do you determine who travels alongside Sora from the Final Fantasy universe? Because it's just as hard as trying to land on which Disney characters, be it two or more. Uh, you, that's probably what you're doing, right? Is how yeah. many How many do we want? Okay, two people. We're going to say two people travel with Sora, right? Do you think if you had to go through the Disney characters that you would have landed on Donald and Goofy being the people that went with Sora? And how do you land on that? Yeah. Is it because of the how personalities? How do you land on fantasy characters? Like, there's like, okay, so I would say Vivi... I would almost to replace Donald, obviously. Well, Donald's you could do it by role, but it's, but it's at least it's easier then. Well, I'm talking about traditionally, but let's think about it. Because okay. Donald is a caster, Vivi's a caster, Black Mage. Well, yeah, but even then they had. To, that's what I mean. It's like they had to make Donald a caster to make it make sense in this world. They had to do that for every character. The benefit that we have, every character, I know. They had to do yeah, that. but the benefit we have with Final Fantasy is that replasing somebody who was given a role from a Disney game See, that's I don't like is, is almost easier because at this point, but it gets harder because there's so many. It's, no, it's not harder because it's just making, apparently you're, you're it's, it's all you supposedly you're doing is making your Final fantasy fantasy draft. See, I don't think so. That's all it is. The reason I say that is I don't think that Donald and Goofy, you only get two. Donald and Goofy serve a very important pur- purpose in terms of how they mesh with Sora and the importance but of that. I'm not, I don't care I about that, do that because yeah, I don't care about that. Cause I can't do it's that. Hard. So I'm going to say Sora is going to go with Vivi, who's a mage and you have Donald, who's a defender. I'm going to replace Donald with Waka because Waka. I don't, I don't. I don't like this question, Josh, because I don't want to think about this because it's. I'm terrible. trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think of something that's a through line. So like, well, I mean, all, it, it's not. One really of them a, needs to be named Sid, and it, it's going to be an all original character named Sid. But that's going to be the Final Fantasy ploy. Is well, that's that, going to be a that's going to be a story character. Yeah. So I mean, but who who's going alongside? Who's traveling alongside Sora? We're going to have it to where it's you're, a, well, you're it's a, another original you're character. A pick. No, you're having a pick from Final Fantasy. That's the, his question. Yeah, but that's the, that's the great thing. I'm technically I am. Final Fantasy always has a Sid. 
But it's going to be an all-original Sid this time around. Yeah, but what is he going to just fly you around? No, no, but he's going to be involved with you. He's going to have an important thing, but yeah, he will be part so of your transportation about, stuff. We're still talking about Final Fantasy. Like Kingdom Hearts 1. Kingdom Hearts 1. <laughs> I so I don't like this question. It doesn't mesh well. It's so impossible. It doesn't want me... It, no. Look, if you're... Okay, for what... For what I want to do with the question and what I think he's asking, which is like, think it's, about it's, everything. There's no and, think he's asking. It's just reverse. I, see, I don't you agree. Take Disney out of, you're take, taking it as... Take you, Disney out of Kingdom Hearts. Hold on. Add Final Fantasy. Only I, Final Fantasy. Hold on, though. That's what it. you're taking Final, Chris, Kingdom Hearts as is that somebody just take took their Disney uh, Hall of Fame that all the people they like and just gave them character roles. That's not what happened. They did. Someone obviously went through no, and said, didn't. who's a good bad guy? No, they didn't. They took literally the most popular... Uh, Disney characters of all time and put them into a game because they would sell well. But they gave them roles they that made sense. Did, yeah, but they did not care. The only Tetsuya two, Nomura did. The only two people who had roles was Donald and Goofy. No, Maleficent has a... Uh, she's a big baddie. Ooh, she was in the movie. That's no new role. But that's not fair either. But see, There is a new role. There's involved with traveling between and being the leader of a group of other bad guys. That's not what she was I mean, she's before. Still, she's still but my a bad point guy. being, that's the role. I know, but my point being the is story, the they role. had to make sense of the characters to fit them in. It didn't have to be Maleficent, but they chose Maleficent for a reason. Because she was the... She's the most famous big bad guy. I disagree guy. with that entirely. Name, name, name from that time era one other big bad Mal- Dude, person. Maleficent is so old. Most of the kids who were going to be playing this game didn't even know who Maleficent oh, was except from you, Disney's House of Mouse. No, that, no. This question is getting heated. I know, that's why I don't like it. Next question, moving on. I don't. I can't do it. How about this? How about this, my boy, Josh? Why don't you just go ahead and you give us what you want? us to answer because I can't do it. It makes me mad to think about because I don't like meshing worlds like that together when it involves Final Fantasy. It hurts. But then he goes and asks if you if you had found out you had 24 hours left to live, what would you do? Make a Final Fantasy in Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> in 24 hours? In 24 hours. That's how it's been. And release time. it. And release it. Just out there to the world. And have your uh, Make-A-Wish, Final Wish, be that you don't want Square Enix and Disney to pull it down? I'm not going to get a Make-A-Wish. Yeah, you would. You just you give it to them. What you do is... Even if you everybody whose terminal gets Make-A-Wish. Hold on. That's, you, just, you ask. You just go, hey, my Make-A-Wish request, whether I get one or not, is that... They're going to get back to me in 26 hours. I'm going to be square, dead. Is that Square Enix and Disney do not pull this game down? They're going to get back to me before I die? I'm a, I got 24 hours to live. They'll it's do it, post, they'll do it posthumously. They're going to send it in post-mail if they're going to do anything. I'm going to get it two weeks no, later. No, you'll release the game, and your request will be that they don't take it down. And whether they grant it or not will just be determined by whether they eventually take it down or not. It'll be a really poorly made game if you made it in 24 hours. So is it really going to hurt any of their sales? Why would sales matter? <laughs> I'm dead. I don't get it. There, people aren't buying it. You're just making a game and releasing it for free, right? I'm going to stab the hell out of you. Uh, what I would, would I do? I would, I would do my perfect date with my wife. The one I've talked about before. Sushi, yeah. a movie at home, stuff like that. Would you I, cry between everything because you knew it would be your last time? Probably at least a little bit. Do you think it'd be freeing? Yeah. In a weird way? To I, know that this is for sure the last time you're doing all these things? Yeah, because you would, you would be able... Okay, so like one thing about death that sucks is that you could say goodbye, but you don't know if you're really saying goodbye or not. Mm-hmm. Or that's anything in life. This you'd have, you'd but have it, yeah, complete. Based off the wording of this, it's not. We think you have twenty four hours yeah, to live. A doctor says, "Hey, you, we're going to shoot you in the head in twenty four you hours. Have You're com- going to die. You would have complete understanding and acceptance, and that that's why I think it would be. Like, I'm not going to go fly across the world. I'm not going to waste any time traveling. I'm going to do it all here. See, it gets weird because there's people that you want to, but the most immediately important people to me would be essentially all my friends here. So you, I wouldn't tell nobody. 
I would tell Andy. That's it. No, man. I, I'd tell the rest of my friends. No, you but, know, you, you know how much time you're going to spend on the phone? talking. No, to not that. I would get you all together at once. We kind of just sit. And then I would spend a, a large chunk of time. If I died right now, let's say 24 hours. Kyrie's very young. I would try and instill so all the things I feel like she needs to are know. Are you going to stay in that 24, 24 hours? Or are you going to yes. have only 16 hours? Absolutely. No, I will stay up. Okay, so you're just going to waste like eight hours just talking to family members. Yeah, it's and not friends. a waste. I mean, not a waste, but it's not what I would do. I would just be like, I find that fulfilling. I would write out a, a manifesto, a memo, memo, memento, <laughs> and I would basically write out that, and then I'd tell Annie, I'd print it out, and be like, "This is what you give my family." Yeah. Then you just spend as much time as you'd spend just talking to them naturally. Oh, I could type. I could type like 180 words per minute. Yeah. I don't have to worry about that's that. just where we're different. But no, I would spend my time doing that, and I and I would spend a. a I mean, I'd spend at least half of that 24 hour segment, 12 hours with Kyrie, the talking with her, is, playing with her, getting her good memories of me, and then trying to have her understand all the things of. I try my best to make her understand that I'm not going to be around. That is going to get shot in the head. I'm not going to be home, so <laughs> I'm just not. Which has got to be hard, right? To explain to a four year old and have it make sense, but just don't tell her. <laughs> I I would rather her know than be like, where'd daddy go? She's still gonna ask that when you're dead. Which well, she probably would, but at least I had the chance to try and make it. Nah, you'll be this dead. is sobering. This is kind of sad. Well, this is this is something that's fun because you, you, obviously this is not gonna be anything like this is not how it would truly be. I love that Joe on here. He said, probably spent all my money left in my account with to get Piper Perry to do weird stuff with me. <laughs> That's the that's the most true answer. He just goes the first thing that someone would do is like I would, and I guess I can't lie. I'd be like, hey, before I die, I want one weird, freaky thing to happen that I was involved with, just so I can say I experienced it. <laughs> Whatever it be, it's fine. So we have three more questions left. Well, technically, it's Ocean Keeper Saturday, and they say Swanland. That's all part of his. The ninth would be the cutoff date. So Boba May's is the the next Boba May question is last. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Atlas, you kind of have me confused because you say Final Fantasy VII Remake is finally coming. How do you want them to handle leveling abilities, inventory across all parts? It's likely each game will be literally a separate game in that regard, unless they want to choke off leveling and such in the first two parts and have room to grow. So, I think what he's asking here, and yeah, I, I really do get it, is uh, I'm fairly, he, he, do you want them to have it? How, how do you want them to handle your leveling where... The do you problem, want your level to stay? Do you want do you want to start the second? Say that there's a trilogy. Do you want to start the second game being the level you were in the thing? What the do you want them? Do you want them to artificially cap that? Or, yes. Or do you? I want there to be a soft cap, it's specifically a soft experience cap, so that you can grind as much as you want, but the more you do it, the less XP you get. Well, see, my thing past a certain point. I'm not saying my thing would. I'd want it to make sense within the scope of the game, but I would do it like this: where the sections they're doing have it's where within that game, the things that you can already get within reason, and maybe one high end thing that you'd normally get later in the game, give it to you so you feel that power, and give me the one game, let me level up, and then do the Mass Effect system. Even in the well, even or do the idea of a Mass Effect system. Let me transfer. Let let the game, the next game, realize I have a save, pull it forward, have some of my stuff involved with that. are we going to be able to level up stats in this game or something? Well, that I haven't you, seen. You think so? I mean, it's what with with the what I mean you by didn't that. Get to in the first one. Well, but that they're changing the way the combat works. I know, but I'm saying like, I, or so do you mean like regard, traditional Western RPG stats? No, changes. I'm talking about traditional old school JRPGs where you level up and it's like depending on what you fought, you get your stats leveled up like Pokemon. Okay, yeah, and, and like Final Fantasy, depending on what you fought, your stats level up accordingly. Yeah. That's how it should be. This should not go to a new leveling up at all. I don't mean that either. I think he just means how do you want your levels to carry across all three games if it ends up being three. 
Oh, I guess so, yeah. I'd want to do it like the Mass Effect thing or any other game that has a save notification where it yeah. looks and says, we know that you have a character, we're going to pull that information that we can in that makes sense. And Didn't the Final Fantasy XV open beta do that with the actual base game? Where you just resumed as a point? I do not know. I'm pretty sure I genuinely did. don't. I don't know. I don't remember. Okay, so y'all let me know if, if we know that. I want it just like that, though. I want to be able to hop right on back in where I left off at. I would love the ability to carry your, your character forward because it would make it feel... And I don't, and how they do that, I'm not sure. That's just depending on how they want it. But I would love to not feel like I'm leaving every single thing behind yeah, if it's like a, Destiny did. And the problem with the way Destiny did it with Destiny 2, and it's not just... It, it just is the problem I had with it, is that you're, you're your character by character design alone. That's it. Character design and class. That's, that's the only thing that you actually carried over and so it felt like you essentially made a new character anyway. The only benefit you had is that the opening of the game does rest on the fact that you'd played the game before. And if you were new to Destiny and come into Destiny 2, the opening made no sense because your Guardian didn't exist already. But yeah. that is, aside from the point, I would like the idea of being able to carry your save forward some way, somehow. Um, all right, and we got one right here, the last one from Mr. Josh. He says, I was going to ask about your opinions concerning violence in video games and how that... Pot is getting stirred up again because ill-informed politicians that have no fucking clue. But honestly, I can even I can't even think straight, let alone text straight. So yeah, fuck it. Best chips and what flavor? Chip? I like this question a lot. I'm a very simple man when it comes to chips, but I will say that we did have uh, a couple people respond to that, and I might have lost it. Let me get to it real quick. But in particular, we did have one response to that, which was one of my favorites, and it was a good buddy, Rob, and it was the bar- Honey Barbecue Flavor Twist. Those actually Fritos. are pretty good. They're amazing. Yeah, those did are pretty somebody, good. Okay, I think I had a dream here. No, he said it. Wrapped in pepperoni. Whoa. That sounds delicious. What is this? It's the same thing. You take you take one of those chips, and you just put pepperoni uh, around it, and you just eat it. The pepperoni attached. Woo! That actually sounds really good. But, but that does sound good. Those are one of my favorite chips, and they have been ever since they came out, like in the early 2000s. But there's a massive problem with them, and that's if you eat them with without gloves, your hands are orange. Oh, and they yes. they do not come off. It's like, very I, much I, like Doritos. I, no, worse. It, oh, it is worse. Your knuckles are like tainted orange for like two days, and like that's after multiple showers. <laughs> I shower twice a day. Even I, scrubbing sometimes. I'm it, a basic man. Uh, when for it, that, I scrub all the time. For yeah. for most of the chips, I actually just I, I really like um, ruffles. I like the little bit of textural that that the, the ruffle cut. Plain ruffles are underrated. Oh, they're very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my favorite flavor of ruffles is, plain is ruffles uh, in, uh, sour cream and cheddar. Yucky. Um, Yucky. I like it, but it's not one of my favorites. They're delicious. Uh, but then it. I want to go towards, a, when I want to go with a little bit more of a flaky chip and not as crunchy as a chip, uh, go with the basic Lay's salt vinegar like I got the yeah, other day. Yeah, I love salt Very vinegar good. chips. Uh, I love all Pringles too, but I, there's not a Pringles flavor I don't like. Okay, I will give a shout out, special shout out to Bugles because there's nothing quite had, as fun as putting a little fake nail on you. You can't do it anymore. Oh, you still can. No, it's just, you can't. They're not I, very big. No, no. You can I, do it as a kid. I, I bought them the other day. They're 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 pretty much shrilled. They're like the one. Every single one I had, none of them were open. They were pretty much like Kyrie's babysitter that she had up until she started school this week. Uh, but Angela buys them. She buys them by the big bag. And they it might be different because the big bag they're in a big bag. But yeah, they, they're normal. They're the ones that my, they don't fit as well because my hands are bigger they, than yeah. when I was a kid. But I mean, they, I can still get them. Every on. one of them, they were sealed. Like they're not Kyrie sealed, loves them. Kyrie can put them they're on. Good, them. but like I can't. They are also do witch fingers anymore. Yeah, makes me sad. And our last question up. No, that's it. Was that one? <laughs> Thank you all for uh, joining us for episode sixteen of Reader Mail. And um, 
don't forget that if you like this content, you can always subscribe to us here on YouTube and like the video. And uh, yeah, likes are or sharing actually is important, but likes are important as well in terms of getting us up there on YouTube. YouTube is a hard platform to survive on. It is. <laughs> it's even harder when you're getting cut off. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but I was gonna say, share us with uh, friends and family if you like us, and uh, let them know that we're not just a bunch of jerk offs who have microphones. That we're actually good people. And uh, we'll see you guys back for episode 17. Yep. If you happen to skip out on the next episode of Triangle Squared or Dickish at Best, I recommend you watch both of them. They're both really, really good. Uh, and then we have, of course, if you're listening to us on any kind of podcast service that has a rating form, uh, please give us a rating. It just helps us know what you do and don't like about the show. But more importantly, it helps other people know if they should give us their time. And if you feel like you have enjoyed this time, we'd appreciate it if you'd go forward doing that. And lastly, you can, of course, support the show on Patreon and give as little as a dollar a month to get early access to this show, Dickish at Best, and some other cool things, uh, as well as some other tiers that you can go and check give out. Give me your hundred pennies. Give me your hundred pennies. Uh, but until next time, this has been Triangle Squared, a reader mail. A reader mail. Podcast. Thank you, guys. Thanks to our patrons, Chad V, Dan Barber, Josh Jarrell, Matthew Green. My name is Dan Douglas Below. Sean Santarude, Eric McAllister, Matt Sycamore, Shadowist, Stephen Salazar, The Stonard, Travis Blow, Eduardo Palomino, Stefan Swanlin, Coy Live, Philip Laguerre, Corey Hickerson, Brian, Donovan Williams, William Digital Spooker, Derek Porter, Josh Ayers, Thomas McKinnis, Brandon Edwards, Sean One Neo, and a recent addition that I forgot to put on last night is Mr. Tyler. Uh, and I will get you added on there, Tyler. Appreciate you, sir. But until next time, thank you.